One of our favorite partners, Lily of the Desert, is celebrating their 50th anniversary this year and are having a huge anniversary sale on all of their products this month, June 2021. They have been making quality, award-winning aloe vera and nutritional products since 1971. Drinking aloe vera every day is a great way to help digestion and balance your stomach acidity naturally. You can boost your immune system, reduce toxins, improve nutrient absorption, and antioxidant support all by drinking aloe every day. Add it to your favorite smoothie or mix it with another juice if you'd like. The aloe will help boost the nutrient absorption of those good-for-you ingredients. We love that they grow the aloe themselves organically and from field to bottle oversee all processing and manufacturing to help maintain quality and lower costs to you. They offer a full range of products including USDA organic aloe juices and gels, herbal formulas, topicals for skin care and hand sanitizer that will both protect and moisturize your hands. Their nutritional multivitamin mix, EcoDrink Naturals, is a great way to stay hydrated while taking your daily vitamins. Check them out at your local health food store and stop by their website, lilyofthedesert.com, to wish them a happy 50th. Hi, I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of NaturallySavvy.com and co-host of our Naturally Savvy podcast. And I am Lisa Davis, MPH health educator, co-host of Naturally Savvy and author of the book, Cleaning Eating Dirty Sex Memoir Cookbook Healthy Lifestyle Guide. At Naturally Savvy, we are here to help you make healthier lifestyle choices. So we are so honored that you are tuning in to listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. And we are here to engage you, have fun, and help you live your healthiest lifestyle. Now, on to the show. Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by Morphus for Menopause. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. I just read a fantastic book. I learned so much about calcium, ATPase. This wonderful book is called The Calcium Connection, the little known enzyme at the root of your cellular health, Brendy Brody. She is the author of this book by Skyhorse, and I love Skyhorse. They did my book, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex. Brendy, welcome. to. Thank you for having me. You start in the book, you talk about how you found out about understanding calcium, ATPase, and you say it began with the birth of your son. So Canute was born, and the first hour he was born, he, you know, I had an epidural, the normal kind of normal birth. The first hour he was born, he was put in the ICU because he had breathing problems and was there for a week, and they couldn't really figure out what was going on, but um, except for sleep apnea, so he came home. Had to wear the monitor 24-7, so you're always, like, on guard for when it goes off. And um, But from there, he just continued to have problems um, from he would swallow his uh, – unfortunately, he was on formula because of the hospital, and that was I was naive. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but he was start, he's swallowing his liquid into his lungs. He got pneumonia. He's having a hard time breathing. He was droopy. He was just – it just was not doing, doing well. And so eventually, we kind of got to the bottom of – some of the issues in the sense they weren't terminal, right? But things were just not, still not going right. I mean, and, and um, he was he was tested for all the normal things like muscular diseases, allergies, cystic fibrosis, all those things. And everything came back negative, right? And you're just kind of like, okay, what am I supposed to do here? Because my kid is just not not feeling well, and he's suffering, and. And so what I what I began to do was 24-7, I was with him. And so 24-7, I was watching his symptoms. And I began to pay really close attention to 
the things he was exposed to and how his symptoms responded because they varied. And that was one of the things that was the trickiest thing. You know, one day he would seem fine. What were some of those symptoms? Symptoms, he just like, so he had um, his eyelids droop, which is called ptosis. So it's like, you know, covered, it kind of looks, it's like a myasthenia gravis type symptom where your eyelids, he um, had a hard time sitting up in swings in his stroller. He had these kind of crazy bumps. Like they weren't allergies. They weren't hives. They were something. Um, he also had asthma and the swallowing problem. So kind of everything kind of continued and nothing was ever solved. Um, you know, so it was like one of those things of this, you know, in the mother's group, you know, he's just not normal here. <laughs> you know, what, what's going on. And at the meantime, you know, I had my floor redone. I had, you know, mothballs. I I just was so naive back then. You know, I fed him Gerber food. I just didn't know any of this stuff. Well, you should, I mean, it's just hard. It was 20 years ago, right? So I was just kind of like just out there. And so then I um, began to really notice like sometimes the symptoms will get a lot worse. And so, so, so I kind of came up with some things I knew were, were bad for him, like food dyes, food additives. So I went online and I found like this group, Feingold group, which has kind of had some similar issues with their family. And then also a group in Australia. Um, but I was really curious as to know why these things had a negative effect on him. And because his muscles were an issue and because he didn't have myasthenia gravis, I looked into how muscles functioned and calcium levels within the cells are a key component of how muscles function. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure out why these things have a bad effect on his muscles. And so one of the things is TBHQ, which is an additive in many, in many whose Eggo waffles is peanut butter cups. So, um, so I went to PubMed, which is this journal database of all the medical articles and typed in TBHQ. And as it turns out, it inhibits this enzyme, calcium ATPase. So that was the beginning. And then ultimately I found out was able to determine that all the things that he was sensitive to inhibited this enzyme. And um, this enzyme was responsible for regulating calcium within the cells. And when it's not regulated properly, it can cause problems, allergic response problems and called mood, mood problems and called muscle problems. All those problems could be traced back to calcium dysregulation and all the things he was sensitive to had a negative effect on this calcium regulation. So that was kind of like the aha moment. But then I was like, you know what? I found out it was important to everybody. <laughs> you know what, everybody, for all children, it doesn't matter if Canute, just for Canute, for all kids, because it's so crucial in neurodevelopment, calcium regulation. So I was really motivated to learn more about it and write this book because it's, it's helpful to everybody. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's just, it's sad how little nutritional training they get in medical school. And I've heard this from doctors firsthand. It's, it's basically like two hours. And most of it, I mean... You know, I wouldn't, I'd be surprised if it's even accurate in terms of milk being good for you and a lot of the other things that they teach that, you know, people listen to the show, they know I'm not a fan of dairy. At any rate, uh, it's just so frustrating that you have to do all of this yourself, right? And that there wasn't someone to be like, hey, what about what he's eating? <laughs> right. Right? It right. must have been so aggravating. Right. Now they were like, okay, maybe it's mites. 
So they gave me like this pesticide mic cream. <laughs> just like, this thing just got so much worse. I'm just like, this is not working. It's not mine. <laughs> so how old was he when you put this together? I put it, well, I began to put it together when he was like one and a half is when he started really eating foods and really started manifesting like a lot of the skin symptoms. But um, it really took me from like one and a half to three to really get solid and, and uh, understanding his triggers. Because of course you doubt yourself as a mother, right? Maybe I'm just overreacting. Maybe, you know, let's go ahead and try the blow pop one more time because everyone else has it. I mean, so I had to like continually make these mistakes because I thought, you know, maybe I am being neurotic, you know. So, um, but it was only after kind of going through that so many times that I was just like, you know, you have to just stick with your observations. Absolutely. You, know, and you have to trust your intuition. Well, you have to trust yeah. yourself. I mean, because, and it's hard. Yeah, it's very hard. But ultimately, it, it doesn't matter what people say. You just have to you have to follow what's best for your kid. And that's what I did with Canute. It was just, and and finally, like my family and friends ultimately understood because when they gave him bad things, (laughs) they saw the consequence. So, you know, but it was a learning process. But finally, by the time he was three, I really um, knew what his triggers were and really knew how to, you know, protect him from those. Yeah, it's really hard when you have a child that's different. Everybody thinks they know what's best. So just quickly, I don't want to go on and on, but my daughter, she just didn't sleep. She she came out alert. Her eyes were wide open. The, her her brain went. She cried when the wind hit her face. She was so overstimulated all of the time. And people said, "We well, just need to, you know, go to the park more. You just need to do this more." No, the more we did anything, the worse she would get. She'd be up all night screaming. It was a nightmare. Oh, why don't you leave her with me for a couple hours? I'll get her to sleep. Why don't you? Because these had the, they had these easy babies that just slept whenever you know. I remember I see a baby in a stroller sleeping, and it would be like seeing a pig flying. I'd be like, Oh my god, your baby's asleep in a stroller. I remember this girl going like, This woman like what? Like she looked at me like I was crazy. I said, no, my daughter doesn't do that. Um, She barely sleeps. And people go, well, maybe she doesn't need sleep. No, she needs sleep. She's freaking exhausted, screaming, crying all the time. It was just, but again, it's like that outside. Well, I'm just going to give her that, you know, that thing anyway. Like you're saying, let's just, you know, let them be, let them be normal. Well, guess what? They're not normal in terms of their system handling what my daughter sensory, your, your son, right? With, with the issues that he has. Calcium. ATP, which is just the energy it runs off of, and ACE just means it's an enzyme. So it's calcium, ATP, ACE. So this is different from calcium in your bones and your teeth. So we have 2.2 pounds of calcium in our cells, and just and most of that's in your bones and teeth, right? But there's a teaspoon and a half that's in your bloodstream and in your cells. And so you think, okay, so why is that important? Um So the calcium level within every cell of your body goes up and down, and that's like a traffic signal for every single cell function. So so it has to be really tightly regulated. So calcium, ATPase. So calcium is because it's related to calcium. ATP is because it runs off ATP, and ACE just means it's an enzyme. Calcium ATPase is the primary way your body regulates this calcium within your cells. All right. And so when it's off, when it's off, so when it's off, yeah, when it's off, it's like traffic signals in the city, not working, right? Chaos is like all over the place in different ways. And, um, and, and, and humans or in humans, I don't really like that term. And, and humans, and, um, for us, when levels are, are not adequate, there's a lot of different chronic diseases that are really serious that can occur, such as, Heart, you're much more susceptible to heart disease, cancer, diabetes, obesity, 
uh, Alzheimer's, but just on a more moderate level, just like in a city, if the traffic signals aren't working properly, you have some major problems and some minor problems, right? But just kind of the ongoing problems are different kind of excessive uh, inflammatory responses, like my son's skin, um, muscle fatigue and weakness. For example, chronic fatigue is associated with low calcium ATPase in the muscles, um, bladder issues, mood issues. So there's kind of two different sets of symptoms. One are these chronic major diseases, and the second are these kind of ongoing underlying things that aren't so noticeable, but they're there. Um, and it all comes down to if the calcium level within your cells is not regulated properly, it causes problems. How have I never heard of this before? So talk to us about this. Yeah, so it's it's very interesting, and I certainly never would have heard of it or ever really probably wanted to hear of it, except my son. Um, but, but what's really interesting is that in the scientific research, there's like 25,000 articles that the scientists definitely know about calcium ATPase and how important it is to health. But, you know, sometimes it just takes a while for that to filter down to the real world. So the science is all there. People are just getting to, to begin to understand it. But, you know, there's plenty of researchers all over the world looking for ways to improve its function, to cure disease. Um, so it's, it's, it's coming, and, and the solutions are coming. But, but in the meantime, there's things we can do to, to optimize our levels of it. Um, but it's, it's definitely there in the research. It just isn't. I'm the first one to try to spread the gospel of calcium ATPase. So if your calcium, I'm just trying to understand, if your calcium ATPase is low, that's what causes these problems you're talking about? Yeah, so there's two things that happen when you have low calcium ATPase. One is the calcium levels within your cells remains elevated for too long. So that causes damage to the cell itself. The second problem is is you don't have enough pumped into your storage compartments, which is called endoplasmic reticulum, which you need for two reasons. One, because it triggers protein synthesis like insulin. But the second thing is next time you need to contract your muscle, if you don't have calcium stored in the storage vesicles, there won't be any to be released to trigger the contraction. So there's two issues. One, it causes elevated calcium levels within the cell, for too long causes cell death. And the second one is you don't have enough in storage to enable the cell to do what it needs to do and also for the next stimulus. Elevated intracellular calcium in mast cells is what triggers what's called mast cell degranulation. So when, you're, when your calcium levels are elevated in your mast cells, it's going to release those inflammatory mediators. So if you produce calcium ATPase, you're always going to be right there on the edge of having high calcium levels. And then when you do have a, an, a, a something you react to, for example, bug bite, <clears throat> having, having initially high calcium levels within your mast cells just magnifies that inflammatory response. So by itself, it, it triggers inflammation, but when you pair it with the trigger, it magnifies the response. So it's dangerous if it's too high the calcium ATPase, or if it's too low? Well, no, calcium ATPase is like the modulator of calcium. So it, so calcium levels need to rise. For example, if you do have an, an allergic trigger, right, your body needs to respond. That's part of what it needs to do. <clears throat> but if your calcium levels within your cell are all, already high because of reduced calcium ATPase, when you get a trigger, it's going to be an exaggerated response. But what calcium ATPA says is it modulates, it regulates the calcium levels within the cells. High calcium levels 
are important because, for example, high calcium levels in the beta cells for um, the pancreas cause it to reduce insulin. But you need to have, after the release, you need to have a tamping down of the calcium levels. So it's, it's like a key regulator. It regulates to make sure you don't have too high and that you have, and you have calcium for the future. It's, it's, the, it's the tool. So if Canute didn't, if you didn't figure this out, would he be headed for diabetes, heart disease, these other issues? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the long run, yes. But in the short run, like I said, there's these things that, you know, there's the major problems that occur after a lifetime of this. And then there's kind of like in a traffic jam, there's the crashes, there's the major thing. And then there's the things like, oh, I didn't get to see my doctor. The kid missed the soccer game. The test, you know, he wasn't able to take the test. There's kind of these derivative effects that happen, like, further away from the major effects. And one of the things, so for him, it made him highly inflammatory, highly reactive to everything. Um, So that was something in his muscles, particularly in his eyes and his shoulder and in his core, uh, why he was so sensitive to these calcium ATPase inhibitors, I can't say. I can't say, oh, it's because he had reduced calcium ATPase. So I can say his calcium regulation was such that he was very sensitive to anything that tweaked it. So, um, yeah, and, and then the other thing would be another big area was his mood. It really affects his mood. I mean, it's like, you know, a three-year-old throwing a TV down, you know, a big screen TV down <laughs> On the ground, you're just like, what the heck? Where did that come from? You know, so it affects neurotransmitter release and uptake. So, you know, just obviously none of these things were terminal, right? But you see the way it affects their, the way they feel on a daily basis. And, and like I always say, I'm not saying Canute had reduced calcium ATPase. What I'm saying is Canute is sensitive to things that reduce calcium ATPase. And so the mechanism of why he's sent, you know, his calcium regulation may just be right there on the edge and anything that pushes him over, you know, takes away from that triggers him. So I, I to me, I can't really, I, I can't say that. And that's not really ultimately what's important to me. What's important to me is knowing what his triggers are and what his triggers have in common is they inhibit this enzyme and that, ends up causing these symptoms and and even to this day so he's in college now and you know you know it's it's always so tempting because the first time you go off it's okay and then you're like okay you know but then like the second or third time it all adds up and then sure enough he's back to feeling terrible back to being itchy back to you know so he's really learned to self-modulate because it's just not worth it yeah i mean what i'm taking away from what you're saying is that We really, not only do you need to do your own research, but you also, I think knowing what set your son off is huge. Looking at the foods, looking at what you, I mean, this is all about what Naturally Savvy, like looking what you put on your body, what you put in your body is so incredibly important. And again, the medical system needs to catch up. No, and it's just, you know, you go into a cabin and it has the air freshener thing. You notice your kids are, I mean, like, there's just so many things that, um, and, you know, the doctors were like, well, you know, he needs to wear long shirts and long pants. Like, that's going to solve the problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, if you can see my face, I'm just like, 
dumbfounded. Or, you know, he's probably just tired. So, I mean, just things like, okay, he jumps off the, the playground thing and, you know, his friends land and move on. You know, he lands and just doesn't move on. You know, I mean, there's these things that are so subtle. And, yes, he's not terminal. And, yes, he does. He looks normal. And, yes, but there's these things that, as a mother, right, you of pick course. up on. And, like, you just... So if you find things that make the symptoms less, you know, you, you know, but you have to know your own kid. And, and that's one thing I really appreciate that, um, you know, you, you just have to really observe your child over time and pay attention. And, um, and it's fine to doubt yourself. I'm sure you will. But over time, those, these will be these things that become clear. Like, for example, for you, right? There was no doubt when your daughter was exposed to these sensory issues that problems occurred. It didn't matter if the pediatrician said, oh, she just needs to get used to it. Or, I mean, it didn't. It, unfortunately, having someone say that doesn't change reality, right? Oh, no. I went through like four pediatricians until I found someone that believed yeah, me. I mean, reality is reality, right? So, like, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, having someone say it's not reality doesn't change reality. So, I, what I really encourage mothers to do. And, and also just as an individual person, you know, pay attention to to what, how things affect you and, you know, try it out. Do it 10 times. <laughs> it's the same reaction 10 times. But then realize that, you know what, we may not understand why, but this is what happens. So, you know, because I know now, then I have a chance to, to make it, I have a chance to protect my child or myself from these negative events and um and that you know that's different from saying you know you can't have candy you can't have dye you can't have this or that because it's morally wrong that's not where i'm coming from it's not morally wrong <laughs> it simply makes you feel bad right <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, like if, I, if canoe could have all the dyes and all the candy one you know i'd be the first to be like <laughs> Having that. I, mean, I would love nothing more to be like you know the mother who did all the candy or all the you know the beautiful dyed cakes but unfortunately I can't and because simply because it, it has a negative effect on him no and I mean now there's so many options yeah absolutely I'm sure 20 years ago there oh wasn't oh my god now everybody knows right? you could get so much candy that has no dye and none of the other things you're talking about totally different world I mean completely I mean, I think for me, it's so huge what moms do. I mean, does your son know, like, what you went through to, like, figure this out? Oh, my God, out? he's my biggest fan. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he always says, what would I have done without you? Because I don't know, you know? Um, but, yeah, he's the one who wanted me to write the book. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, like, you know, Mom, you've got to write a book, so... um yeah, so I have a picture of him just the other day because he got it. He's a college. He got it, and he took a picture. And, you know, he's just, you know, he feels like it's something everybody should know because it, if I didn't know it, his life would have been so dramatically different. And, um, yeah. Well, what message do you have for mothers out there who are struggling, who see their their kid is obviously having a health issue. They go to the doctor. They get the same nonsense, you know, whatever, you know, just advice that really isn't helpful, and they don't know about food as medicine. What do you recommend? Um. So... One thing I will say is that Knut's journey is Knut's journey. So there's some kids that are sensitive to other things like gluten and dairy and different, you know. So what I did with Knut is not going to be the answer for everybody. But what is universal is is observing your kid and over time see what happens again and again and 
and when you see that, don't doubt yourself. And 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 what if it's if your your kid needs a whatever it is, they need a hot bath, they need a cold bath, <laughs> they, they whatever whatever things you observe with your kids that make things better or worse, pay attention to those because you're the one who are with them twenty four seven. And guess what? You know, as a mother. You know what's going on, and um, and the doctors don't have the time, and they're not with them, and they, they it's just a different. But I would just encourage mothers to really pay attention, and just for every mother, don't give your kids calcium HPS inhibitors, even if it doesn't trigger symptoms like Canute's. It's bad for their neurodevelopment, so you know, cut out pesticides. Don't use pesticides indoors. Feed organic when you can. Don't use aluminum, feed things with aluminum baking powder like Pillsbury cookie dough. Don't give them Rice Krispie treats with TBHQ. Don't give them Eggo waffles. I mean, don't give them Reese's peanut butter cups with TBHQ. I mean, just, you know, be pro. Don't give them the water with fluoride from Ozark. Fluoride is a calcium HPS inhibitor. It's fine outside on your teeth, but don't give it in their water. I mean, there's things that every, don't give your kids food dyes. Maybe it's a little, okay, so maybe it's a little more to get like Justin's, for example. They make an amazing peanut butter cup and a cashew butter cup and an almond butter cup. They taste better because they're higher quality. Like when you bite into it, they're, and I have nothing to do with them, but they're actually creamy. When you bite into a Reese's peanut butter cup, it's like chalky and hard, right? So yeah, maybe it's a little more expensive. So what you do is you just buy less and then it's a treat rather than a you know more you know regular thing. But I think that's what's so amazing now is that we don't have to give them that crap. Like if my daughter wants a waffle, I'll get I'll get Vans or I'll get another brand. It's right? total, it's totally true. And also, I mean, it's like you know the 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 starting point I think for kids has to be I'm doing this because I love you, not because you know, trying to be a witch. I mean, I think that, um, I think ultimately kids respond to that, um, you know, to really, I think the starting point has to be, you know, I love you so much. I don't want, I, I want to take care of you. Um, and so, um, cause I think sometimes it can, there can be this divide between the kids and the parents and what, you know, I, I think that somehow, you know, we're all on the same team and, um, you know, to the sense, to the extent you can communicate that to your kids, you know, it may not work the first time we do it, but I think over time, you know, they'll be kind of, they'll feel good, like they're taken care of, right? That you care about them enough to um, to care. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, recently my daughter had this rash. It's called perioral dermatitis, and it looks like acne, and it's really uncomfortable, and it's really hard to treat. And so we already were using things that didn't have sodium lauryl sulfate and all the other junk. Um, but with makeup, like sometimes she puts on makeup and I was like, her, she'll go to her friends and, and they'll put, this was before COVID and they put on makeup and I'm like, you can't put on the makeup that your friend uses. And she's like, why am I so different? I have neurological differences. I can't wear the shoes cause I've got pronated feet. I can't, I have a da da da. Like, and it is true. She has a lot going on, but I said, look, the makeup I get you is better quality. It's better for the environment. It's got fewer ingredients that are good for you that are actually feeding your skin. And, you know, so when I put it that way, she was like, oh, like, yeah, I'm not going to let you use just any cheap makeup because it's full of crap, right? It's just like what we put in our body. And she still gets annoyed because she's like, why am I so different? Why does, you know, but at least she's like, okay, mom's looking out for me. And, and at least fine, instead of being like, well, I guess you can't wear makeup ever again. Be like, no, let me find something that works for you. 
but it's tough because she already feels so different. How does your son deal with that? It's it's an ongoing thing, right? It comes down to like, you know, even now, like going out with his friends and having like, you know, pizza and different things that have dyes or whatever. But, um, but ultimately he's come down to the place of like, because of that, he has a lot more compassion, <laughs> you know, because like he realizes it's like, it's, it's not always as simple as you think. You know, things are not, everybody has differences. It's not so simple. And, um, and, you know, on a good day, he's able to think that how lucky he is that he doesn't have cancers. I, I mean, I, on a good day, but, on, you know, there are times where, of course, it's like your daughter, right? And you oh, think, yeah. like as a parent, you're like, I know, you know, I know, honey, but at least we know what, to, at least we know how to help, right? Right. That's the hugest thing is when you don't know what the hell's going on. And you went through that with, with Canute. I went through that for, it took me a few years to really get a handle on what was going on with my daughter. And that's the scary part. And then you have the people who don't get it being like, well, if you would just do this, or I bet I could, you know, like I mentioned earlier, and it's so much pressure on the mom. And my husband, he had never been around a baby. Like I babysat a lot as a kid. He didn't understand. I'm like, no, no, babies sleep. (laughs) This is odd. Like I had to convince him that something odd was going on. And we still have this running thing at the time. It was, I was so mad. Now he jokes about it. I'm like, don't bring it up. He'd be like, just pick two times. Cause all the baby books, they just pick two times and the baby will get used to a schedule. That never worked. I did it for months and never, ever, ever. She never slept. It never worked. She only would sleep on top of me. And so now sometimes I'll be like, hey, hon, pick two times. And at first I'll laugh and I'm like, you know what? You're bringing back some. I mean, I literally like PTSD. It, w- do you ever feel like that? Like, oh my God. It's so traumatic of, of how hard it was. Yeah. I mean, even now it's like, oh, come on. And then, like, you know, then of course, like eventually it'll be like, you know, you're right. You're right. But it's like, it just, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a journey. It is a real, it is a journey. And I think, again, that's, that's what's so important that you wrote this book. The book is called The Calcium Connection, a little known enzyme at the root of your cellular health. Brunde Brody with Karen Lacey and Lyle Wilson. This is a great book, Skyhorse Publishing. You know, I love you. <laughs> Tell us all the ways we can find you and your wonderful book. Sure. So, you know, you can buy my book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Indie Books. You know, just type in Calcium Connection or my name. Um, I have this great website. It's brundybroddy.com. So, so it's B-R-U-N-D-E-B-R-O-A-D-Y. And that's a family name, in case you're wondering. Um, but what's great about my website, it has a backlog of my newsletters. And the reason why my newsletters are great is because I tackle kind of one area at a time. Um, so it's really kind of an easy way to dip your toes into this whole idea of calcium ATPase. Um, so I highly recommend going there and reading the blogs and the newsletters. And then you can kind of get a sense of whether or not this is something you want to, to um, learn more about. Oh, I think that's awesome. I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's so nice to talk to a mom who understands what it's like to have a kid who has some challenges and, and, and how we need to be proactive. I mean, that's, that's huge. So thank you so much. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MP. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.